Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, beautiful. Welcome, welcome to the New Truth Podcast, episode 121, How to Stop Falling for Potential. Potential, potential, potential. Ain't this the thing? <laughs> I mean, I like to call it, um, I, and I, this is not my term, I don't know where this came from, but project relationships versus alignment. That's it. It's either a project. And the, I mean, God, this is most women I work with when they're dating. They're like, oh, they literally say out of their mouths that he's got so much potential. Oh, this relationship has, oh, I'm hanging on and I'm still here, which I've done many times too. I'm still here because there's so much potential, but potential is an illusion. It's a fantasy. It's a, it's a fantasy. It's not yep. real. It's not what's right here, right now. And I mean, we always talk about how the only thing we can control is ourselves and our perceptions and our own inner experience. We can't control what other people do and don't do. So when you're waiting for potential, I mean, you're probably going to be waiting a real long time if that's you. So this episode's going to be good. And I'm sure if you clicked this episode, you know, you're, you're, you're already like, oh man, yeah, I know this pattern. Yeah. That's what's always so interesting to me about this. Like every, for the clients of mine that work with this pattern, that's how they know it. Like they say it, like mm -hmm. I keep falling for potential. Yes. I keep ending up in relationships where I'm doing all the work. Like, I also want to name that, that, you know, you're in a project or potential relationship when you're the one putting forth all of the effort to yes. make it work. And so not only are we going to do how to stop falling for potential today, it's going to be why you do in the first place. And that's where I want to start because I was thinking about this, that, and I know I say it a thousand times, but you can never hear it enough. For me, the main problem I have with the fairy tale is that it just teaches that love is a feeling, mm -hmm. right? That like, that's it. That if you just feel good with someone and you feel the ecstasy and you feel the high, or you feel the instant chemistry, that that's all you need to make a relationship work that. And that's what we're watching on all those bullshit reality TV shows. Like that's how someone's choosing. Oh, just the falling in love feeling rather than, wait a minute, how do we actually function together? Are we even compatible? How do we have conflict together? How do we navigate life, right? My clients come to me because they want a fucking life partner. Like I want someone to build a life with. And these project relationships and potential relationships, you're not building a life. You're often giving up your life to try to make this work. So you know you're in a potential relationship when you're chasing a feeling and why do you chase a feeling? Cause you're numb in your own life. 
right? We get addicted to the high of these relationships because we don't know how to feel good in ourselves first, which if Kate and I, I mean, there's going to be like episode 1 million of Kate and I still saying this of you need to know how to feel full and whole and happy on your own, because then here's the really good news. You just won't even be fit. Like actually you'll stop being entertained by people who can't meet you in your joy, right? Like in your fullness, in your wholeness, you won't even give those people a time of day. So that's part one. And then part two of why you fall for potential is you don't value yourself. You think your value is in what you do. So this is for all of my over-functioners, over-givers, and traumatic childhood women who did not learn that their worth and value was inherent. So you have this idea that you have to earn love, you have to work hard for love, that the more you work to make something work, you're somehow more valuable in the relationship but it doesn't ever occur to you that you are enough as you are. And then you can actually receive someone who shows up for you. And that was my work. I wasn't ever a chasing a feeling person. I was a, I don't value myself as enough. Like I didn't believe that I could receive someone who showed up for me. So I was the, I have to work really hard. I have to earn their love. I have to get it, you know, make them fall in love with me that was my pattern, that number two. So why you fall for potential in the first place, and I'm sure Kate has things to say about both of these things and then some, is you're chasing a feeling, right? It's not grounded in anything, it's a feeling. And then two, you think your value is in what you do rather than who you are. So you think, oh, if I save this person's life, if I just love them enough, then they'll change and then they'll heal and then they'll get well, which is all a denial of reality and avoidance of yourself. Yeah. And, and usually stems from their childhood. Like what, you know, if you were, uh, you know, whenever a woman is, when I'm working with women and we're really uncovering their saboteur, when their saboteur developed, there's always a hundred percent of the time, a trail that goes back to their childhood, the family system, but the childhood. And it's like, when I was a little girl, my mom, you know, was stressed out all the time. So I felt responsible for taking care of her. And then I, you know, and then they get into relationships and they choose partners who they have to take care of. And I think of all the women that I have worked with who have been divorced and they divorced their husband slash teenage son, uh, not literally, (laughs) but husband who, who behaved like a teenage boy. Um, the reason they end up in a relationship with someone who behaves like a teenage boy is because they choose to marry someone who has potential, who is, who exactly what you said, who they're looking after, who they feel responsible for, who they feel like, oh, you know, I can help him get his life together. I can help him make more money. I can help him do X, Y, Z. He's, he's got these great qualities. So I see, and you know, and of course, like, I just want to acknowledge women, we see the best in people and we have, it's because we're so much more connected to our hearts. So we have a high level of tolerance. Women have been taught to self-sacrifice. We've been taught to put our needs at the bottom of the list, if, if even on the list at all. And so naturally we're going to see these great qualities. And especially like you said, if you're coming from depletion and you don't already feel good, like when you feel good, I think about this, every person in my life, I don't, I don't have even friendships that I don't feel met by. 
And the feeling of being met, like you can't even know what that feels like until you're full within, you're already full within yourself. You're full of yourself. You're full within yourself. You already feel complete. You don't feel like I, something is missing. I need a person. I need love. I need, you can desire it, but you don't feel this emptiness or this. And I'm even noticing this with myself as I'm dating when I'm in contracted, small, young energy, I'm like, Oh, I need a date. I need attention. I need, and then I come back to the fullness of the woman that I am and by doing my practices and by, you know, following my heart and honoring myself and processing what needs to be processed and doing all the things to get back to my center. But when I'm anchored in the woman, I don't need anything. So then when I'm on a date or when I'm hanging out with a new, cause I'm making new friends at this point too. When I'm hanging out with a new friend, if it doesn't feel, if I don't feel met, it's just a no, there's just like, there's no part of me that's like, Oh, but maybe I could transform them or heal them or shift them or whatever. Um, and so that's, that's it. Like, that's how, you know, if you keep choosing project relationships, it means you're not full within yourself. It means you're coming from that place of depletion. And now you're like, oh, okay, well this, there's some part of you that, that gets off on feeling like, and, and it's a derived sense of false power of yes. feeling like, oh, yes. if I take this broken bird or if I take this, you know, guy who's like a catch on, in some regards, but a mess in other regards, and I help him, then, you know, then he'll choose me, then he'll love me, or then I'll have the partner I want. It's like, it, it's like he's a piece of Ikea furniture and you're like, oh, I'll just put it together and build them. And then, and then I can create the life I want, which is coming from a sense of control but you don't like, I mean, first of all, it's never going to happen. You'll net, it'll never happen. You'll never be met by someone who's a project. You'll never be met by someone never. who's not meeting you already. Doesn't mean, and being met doesn't mean you're just going to be happy all the time. And it's going to be fucking blissful and easy and sunshine and roses. Doesn't mean that at all, but it's a, it's a different feeling. Like there's a, there's it, I almost can't even put it to words, but it's a feeling that you're going to feel in your body where it's like, oh, okay, here you are. Like you and me, like we meet each other and I feel fully met and I don't feel like I can't live without you. Although I wouldn't want to, but <laughs> I, I'm not like, oh my God, Catherine, I can't live without you. But I feel so fucking met by you and I feel so... Um, that's it. Like, I don't even have other words. It just feels so anchored in my body and all of my closest friendships. That's what it's like. Mm. There is no, I keep saying to my new friend, Maria, who I love so deeply. I'm so grateful for her. Um, shout out to you. I'm sure she's going to listen to this episode, but she's my closest friend in Greece. My really like main friend. I don't really have a ton of close friends here yet. And I feel, and we're 10 years apart in age. And yet I feel so met by her. And every time we hang out, it's deep, it's fun, it's playful, it's expansive. We have the most meaningful conversations and it's so good. So I just want more. But when we go five days without seeing each other, I'm not like, oh my God, I need her. What's she texting? Oh. But when I feel like reaching out, I reach out. And like, this is what it feels like when you're in that state of fullness within yourself. And when, when you're not, and when with romantic, relationships we slip in and out we slip back into little girl like that's gonna happen but you have to know when it happens like that's I know when I'm in it and then I don't act from that place I do the things to get back anchored into that fullness 
And that's consciousness. Like everyone yeah. always asks. Yeah. And, and you know, we, if you've been following us, Kate and I are always vulnerable about our own work that we're not on some high horse here of like got it going on. But I think people f- seem to think that there's like this perfect arrival place rather than consciousness is, oh, I know when my saboteur is talking. I know when my inner child is talking and I know how to get back to woman. But most people... Yeah. What, so when people say, what's the work you and Kate do? It's like, we teach you how to be a woman, right? We actually help you access yeah. the woman so that you even have the opportunity to choose her because it is usually the saboteur or the child that's choosing potential. And I love and appreciate that we just, you know, you acknowledge the women that of course, you know, the, the women who love big and the empaths, right. Who see the best in people, but here's the thing that is often happening from not seeing the best in yourself, right? If you think your gift is only that you help people, that's codependency, right? Like it is because my work personally and what I am doing with clients is getting to the place of like, your life is for you, right? And in order to choose someone who's aligned, you have to know where you're going You have to know what you need. You have to know what actually fulfills you and makes you happy. And then you will know what rest, the word is reciprocity of being met, that energy flows. And I will never, ever forget this. Um, This is my mentor, Catherine Dolan Haas, over 10 years ago now, um, when I was in the midst of my crazy ex, she said to me, Catherine, the question, the question is, does being with this person increase the flow of energy in my life? And I remember when she said that to me and I was like, fuck no, being with Jamie does not increase the flow of energy in my life. Energy is always going in one direction when I was with my ex and, and in potential relationships, energy is only going in one direction because you don't feel worthy of receiving. And in all of my dating programs right now, it's excavating that women don't have high enough standards for men. They just don't. Like now, if we just look at collective wounding for women, how many excuses we make for men? Oh, well, I mean, they have trauma. He doesn't know any better. They're conditioned to be emotionally shut down. It's 2022, babes. Maybe you're listening to this episode in 2025, but it's 2022 right now. (laughs) There are... So many people like personal development is in the air. Men are going to therapy. There are books written. Like there is so much access to things that there it is. You're got to be done with making excuses. It is not hard for someone to ask you questions on a date. It is not hard for someone to plan a date. It is not hard for someone to express how they feel about you. And secure attachment is the only way to have a healthy relationship and expression of feelings right? Even men who know it's hard for them will put in the effort to try. So how do you know you're falling for potential? There is no effort. The guy's making a bunch of, there's always an excuse for why he can't show up for you or why he can't change his life. And, and energetically, you just know, you can feel you're putting all of the effort in a reciprocal relationship which is, I love you acknowledging us too, because this is how I feel too. Like in a reciprocal relationship, there's a place of rest, right? Like I, I and, it, and again, I, I probably should talk about that. I don't believe in 50-50. I want to talk about that in relationships. Oh, yeah, that is not how it works. Um, it isn't, oh, we're balanced in that. 
it's actually, we do, it's a hundred, a hundred with what can be given at any point in time. And it, the energy shifts, right? It's not, we're always flying at a hundred miles an hour, right? Because I also, you've all heard me say, Andrew got sick. I did not feel met when Andrew was sick, but he was my husband. We already had years of a foundation of mutuality and reciprocity under our belts. And that the effort that he was able to put forth at that time, he did. I had a reasonable expectation of how to be met my Andrew in that time. What people do with potential is you just actually don't have high enough expectations. That's what's happening for falling for potential. You're making excuses for men. You're used to doing all of the work. You have, you tell yourself you have compassion for them, but you actually are treating them like a child. So I love that you said that too. They married their son or marry a little boy you just don't believe that you're worth it. It's always going to come back yeah. to this, like yes. worthiness and rest yeah. and receiving, letting men show up for you. And usually people are just not fucking patient enough, right? I'm watching this in my dating program. Shout out to everyone in dating decoded right now. Listening. You're all like dating is hard because you're impatient, right? We have scarcity mindset. We think we have to take whatever we can get, right? I have to make it work with this person or you're saying I I'm I'm asking for too much. Oh, I can't ask for too much. Like that, that's too much. Uh, uh, And you're just full of excuses. And it's so important to be around other women whose partners are showing up, right? So at the level of your brain, you can actually see what's possible because I'm surrounded by that. I am surrounded by that in my life. And I'm obsessed with every single husband that my clients find. And because that's how they'll talk. They're talking about the generosity of their husband, the effort of this man, the effort he put forth right from the start. We have to believe that you're worthy of that and that your value is inherent. And that's how, you know, energy flows. So now if you haven't listened to our boundaries episode, go listen to boundaries because that's what happens. We meet in the middle of like, I bring all of who I am to the table and you bring all of who you are to the table rather than. I'm projecting a fantasy onto you, or I'm projecting an idealized version of you because I don't want to actually face reality of what's going on. The reality of maybe the places I avoid myself in my life, the place um, usually you're falling for potential of dating is like the way you distract yourself from taking responsibility from your life. I see that all the time. People who are just like, you know, they hate their job, but they're dating rather than actually devoting energy to like their job or they don't like where they live. Right. I had a client many years ago who literally on one session, I was like, why do you live in Boston? Why are you trying to date in Boston? You don't want to live here. She like met her partner two months when she moved to where she actually, two months later from moving where she actually wanted to be. So falling for potential is always distraction and avoidance, right. Of life also, but how to stop, how to stop. You are worthy valuable because you exist. Stop making excuses for men. And there's a difference between a man making a mistake and consistent, inexcusable behavior, right? If he can't take care of himself and his life run healthy, masculine men are managing their life. Well, right. And they know what they have to offer and they want to offer it to you. King men like that energy is, I know what, who I am. I know what I have to offer. And I want to offer it to a woman who's actually ready to receive it. Right. So all the saboteurs that are going to control how it's received, you know, they're not usually falling for potential. 
because I feel like my my controlling part uh, women just never end up with anybody <laughs> um, or like no one's ever good enough. But it's usually the pattern of I'm not able to receive because I'm doing so much work already in my life, right? That that's that's it. The woman who's hustling in her life, who's taking care of kids, taking care of her friends, always doing everything for everybody else. Of course, you're going to fall for potential because you don't know what it's like to rest in someone's arms, to rest and be cared for. You know, I, I'm on my baby moon with Andrew right now. And, and last night we were talking about our baby and, and getting ready. And I literally I'm going to cry thinking about this because he's like, I just like a king would say, he's like, I just want to make sure I can provide for our family. And oh. like that, you, and he literally goes and I want you to feel cared for every single day. And I started to cry because I was like, Andrew, I have felt cared for by you since day one. Since day one, since date one, my husband has been generous and of the mindset of bringing him, bringing all of who he is to the table. I also joked in my dating program that Andrew's dating profile was five paragraphs long. Like this man, like put him, put himself out there, but like <laughs> that, that's how it feels. Like the energy flowing between the two of you is we're each bringing all of who we are to the table without shame, without fear, without worry about what the other person thinks. Like that's how dating would be fun when you're just saying, oh, I like what this person's bringing to the table, right? I like what I see rather than oh, I'm in denial of all the red flags and all the places that aren't good, but I'm just focusing on this one little peephole size of like some of good or, or how I feel or the sex is great, but you know, he never calls or he only calls me for sex at 10 PM or he can't keep a job or he's not dealing with his addiction. You just have to stop. You are not, you are here to live your life. That's for you. You are an incredible, beautiful, powerful, woman and you are not here to save the world you are not here to save all them fucking men like you're here to save the whales like you are not here to <laughs> rescue men that is not your, your purpose that's not animals. your purpose to res that. rescue animals <laughs> <laughs> to to uh but it, it's like rescuing men's not a mission right yeah. like it's it's like that that there are so many women that that's all they've known in all yes. of the relationships they had, that I'm the fixer, the rescuer, the caretaker, and that needs to be healed, right? It doesn't get shifted overnight, but you have to really be able to name it for what it is and say to yourself, you know what? I'm not available for that anymore. I'm yes. not available for that. anymore. you, you, the only person that can decide this is you. You can listen to this podcast episode 50,000 times. The only person that can do this is you, you deciding I'm not available for that anymore. I'm not available for people who don't show up for me, who don't put forth effort, who don't make it, it matter, right? That they're meeting me in the middle. And then of course, believing that there are so many men who want to do that. I see it every yes. day, every day. Yes. Yeah. And you have to start but you said so many amazing things. Also, this color looks amazing on you. So Thank I know you. you guys can't <laughs> see it, but you look so beautiful today and every day. But anyway, sidebar, I digress. So there are so many amazing things that you said in all of that. And I think that the most important thing is that, you know, in order to receive that feeling of being met and is you have to be anchored in your worth. And in order to treat a man, I mean, to, to treat a man in order to receive a man's love, like even if you have the best man in the world in front of you, giving you the world, 
you won't be able to let it in. I think of the like controller women, you said some of them, that a lot of them shut off from love altogether. And a lot of them end up in relationships with teenage boys because that's where they feel safe. Not literally. Okay. I keep saying that. It sounds really bad. Um, but they feel safe being with a man who doesn't show up because they yes. don't show up for yes. themselves. All they do, all the controller woman does and self-sacrifice or it's a hybrid is show up for everyone but herself. Yes. And so if you're showing up for everyone but yourself, of course, you're going to choose a partner who you're going to do that for. And of course, right. it's not going to be reciprocal energy. And so in order to anchor into your worth, you have to treat yourself like you're worthy. Dating like a queen might be an episode to, to review yes. as well, but like you got to treat yourself like you're worthy. You got to act. You got to build a life like you're worthy. I did a video yesterday sitting on top of a Mount Philip or Philippi I can never remember what things are called here, but overlooking the Acropolis. And I'm sure I talk about this on every episode is my favorite hiking spot. And I was sitting up there and I was like crying and I decided to do a video on Instagram. And I was like, this is my life. And I created it. And I'm not lucky. Didn't fall in my lap. Like I dreamed of living in Europe for like the last 20 years. I never felt at home in North America. And every time I've ever come to Europe, I'm like, wow, I'm, I just feel like a European soul. I feel like life is just slower here and people mm -hmm. are more present. They're more in their hearts. They care so much about their coffee and their wine and their food. And it's just like, it's just a connection culture. And I feel so connected here and just so good. Also, my astrology lines are impeccable. But <laughs> anyways, it's like, I have designed my life so that I feel fucking worthy. Like I treat my, that's what self-worth is. And you, I love yes. how you always say our self-worth is not something that gets depleted. We just don't pay attention to it. It's inside of us. Your heroine in my work is always inside of you. All these repressed aspects of you. If your sensuality is repressed, it's inside of you. Your sexuality is repressed. It's inside of you. Your power, your ability to stand up with and for yourself is inside of you. All of everything. Everything that we teach, you don't go find it. You don't like go study in university and learn it. It's inside of you. We unlearn all the protective strategies, all the controlling and self-sacrificing, and you unlearn all the shit, the fantasy bullshit that's stopping you from knowing your worth. And you start to build a relationship with yourself from a different place. So when you operate in your life from a place of treating yourself like you are worthy, like in the reclamation, I have the women who just signed up for the reclamation from the masterclass I just did. Like I've never seen a group like this. They're so much fun. They're so engaged. It's so fun. And, you know, we had a call yesterday and we were talking about the fact that like one woman was just like, I just, it's a no for me. I just said it. And I was like, what? I can't believe I just said it. Like she's been making choices for years, which used to be me totally out of obligation, not wanting to hurt other people, feeling responsible for other people and sacrificing herself and then feeling deeply resentful and pissed off all the time and hating her life because she keeps saying yes, because it's, she thinks she has to, instead of doing that honorable thing saying, no, that's it. That's how you treat yourself. Like you're worthy. You're on a date. You're like, you know what? I'm actually just not feeling this right now. It's a no for me, but thank you so much for the coffee. And I wish you all the best in your dating. Like you honor yourself when you date like a queen, when you live like a queen, 
you make choices that are rooted in you feeling good, not rooted in everyone else feeling good. They're responsible for their feeling good. You're not responsible for anyone's feeling good except your own. So when you start to live from that place and you anchor into your worth and you treat yourself like you're worthy, you're, you're teaching yourself how to receive because you're giving to yourself. So now when a man or a woman or whatever you're attracted to comes along and you're, and, and you're, and you are open to love, that's how you're open to love. It's like you already treat yourself like you're worthy. So then when someone treats you like shit, guess what? You're not, not interested. It. Like that's not going to go anywhere. You're not going to tolerate it because you're so used to feeling good that as soon as like someone comes along that treats you like shit, I've experienced that with dating, like guys who are just like flaky and whatever. I'm just like, ew, no, bye. Like that, I have no interest in engage. This doesn't feel reciprocal. It feels like in my gut, I feel as like squishy, like, ugh, no, it's gotta feel reciprocal. It's gotta feel good because everything in my life feels good. So start to clean up every facet of your life so that you feel good, so that your vessel is clean and clear. And then when you're out there dating or you're getting into relationships, you know when something doesn't feel good. And I think, you know, circling back to why we attract, another reason why women choose project relationships that we haven't talked about yet is the shame of being single. Like buying into the fact that, there's something wrong with you if you're single. So like, if you're, if you're, it, it, I want to say desperation, but probably you're not going to put your hand up and be like, I'm desperate for love. But if there's a part of you energetically, that is, that is like, I need to have a relationship because everyone around mm. me thinks there's something wrong with me and everyone's moving on with their lives and I'm alone and la la la. And you have all those stories that you're swimming and believing that you need to be somewhere other than where you are. And that there's something wrong with you because you're a sovereign woman on your own. Mm. If that, if you're operating in that frequency, you are going to for sure accept and attract project and potential people as opposed to aligned partnership. I am so glad you brought this up because yes, but even, and then of course, if you're feeling bad about being single, chances are you have low self-worth and and low self-esteem and don't have a life, right? Um, that feels good. And we'll probably do an episode again about helping you stop feeling bad about being single. And I think what, what also contributes to that, and, and this was my healing journey. There's a difference between it's like that magical sweet spot of like actually being in your heart center. We actually do have more control over our love lives than we ever give ourselves credit for. So there's either the, the like one school of camp where it's just like the spiritual, like I don't have control. So I'm just going to live my life and and magically someone's going to fall from the sky or the one who's like fully controlling, thinking they have to go on 500 dates to like find their partner. There's a middle ground. And I think this is what spiritual practice is in general, right? I, my prayer was God help me do my part and then help me let go and let you do yours. And you can say universe, like divine, help me do my part, then help me let go and let you do yours. Yeah. Oh, look, everything's about relationship. Fucking imagine that (laughs) everything's about relationship. Like what is my part? So if you are 
looking at patterns of potential, if you are feeling bad about being single, can you slow down? And usually feeling bad about being single, the person's going on a hundred dates is they're not, they don't want to slow down to find out why they're single in the first place. Right. And what might be going on, but you have to be willing to say, okay, accountability saves your life. Ladies, it it saves your life because you get to act. I love even you celebrating Greece. I created this, right. I don't want, I don't, I mean, last night at dinner, I'm talking to Andrew. I'm like, look what we literally, I said, look what we did. Look, look what we've done. And we're in, in the drive to Charleston, we were three hours and we're like connecting all the dots of every single thing that had to happen to bring us to this point and how we kept showing up for it all. And we have been through incredibly hard things together and the not giving up is what led us to this point. And I love, like, there's, there is something special about the women who, even if you're manically dating, you get to slow down, but I love the women that are, I'm, I won't give up, right? I won't give up on love, but you have to learn what is my part, right? What is my part? If you're feeling bad about being single, you got to clean that up, right? Yes. Because also nothing will, it probably doesn't fix that feeling when you're in a shit relationship. And if you're, if you're that person listening, you know, this, then having the boyfriend doesn't then actually make you happy. You just kind of go like, okay, I don't have to feel this is better than being single, but you're actually more miserable every single night than just, and it doesn't have to take so much time, right? Like I I really want to acknowledge that, that like sometimes people think, well, they have a story of like, oh, healing's been taking me five years, you know, in both of our programs or clients transform fast, mm-hmm. right? This isn't about like, you need 10 years of therapy in order to like, feel freaking good about yourself. And look, if you've got deep childhood trauma and, and codependency, yeah, it's going to take you longer than five minutes to like heal your patterns, but not 10 years. Right. And so a lot of us were just, and again, it's that back to the impatience. Like we're just in such a fucking rush for what, for a shitty relationship, racing down the altar to then be miserable. Divorce yes, is hard. Enough. Divorce is like hard. It is really hard to get a divorce. Like it is messy. There's a lot of shit you have to deal with. And, and, and again, I'm going to just going to keep coming back to self-love is a is protection, right? Self-love is not just this cute thing that you have. Like it influences every area of your life and makes everything possible for your life. And it's not easy always, right. To make the difficult decisions, to say no, to set limits for yourself, to prioritize yourself, but what else is there to do? What, what else is there to do? And, and you are setting yourself up for a reciprocal relationship through all of the healing, right? And then I've actually watched it happen fast. When you are in your queen, when you are boundaried, when you are free of your past and you're not hanging on to an ex and you're not you know, feeling shame about your past or shame about being single, all of a sudden, then you do meet someone walking down the street, right. Or in the coffee shop or at the gym where that's, that's okay. I hate it happens when you least expect it. But the thing about that is it's about energy, right? I'm not expecting it to happen, but I'm doing my part, right? Help. This is the prayer to the divine, to the universe, help me do my part and then help me let go and let you do yours, which yes. is the timing of the arrival. You do not have control over, but you absolutely have control over how you show up for love. You have control over saying no to the people who don't show up for you. Yeah. How you show up in your life. That's what you have control over. How you show up in 
all of your relationships and every relationship in your life is an opportunity to practice. And it's important like that all relationships in your life are aligned. So it's not just practice for dating. It's actually like, this is the work it's in every relationship. And I'm so glad you brought up the energy. That was the last thing that I was going to say is energy. It's all freaking energetic. And one of my favorite quotes of all time, I've definitely said it before, is um, your task is not to seek and find love. Your task is to seek and find the barriers within yourself you built against love. That's your part. You you know your patterns intimately, know your saboteur, know your inner child, know what part of you is leading and know the difference between being in your expanded woman heroine versus being in your contracted child saboteur. Like when you know the difference, I can tell if I'm in which part and we go in and out, like you're always going to go in and out and it's all energetic. So the universe life, the magic that we get to experience, and you're right. The magic doesn't happen. If you're just, you're just sitting in your basement with all your patterns, like hiding and being like, Oh, well, the universe is going to bring me love because I got a vision board. Like that's not (laughs) how it works. The magic happens when you do the work to show up at in your fullest self, to show up as the worthy woman who walks down the street knows who she is and is anchored in all of who she is and is connected and honors her freaking self. That's when the magic shows up. And then you meet people in the most unexpected moments and places because you're not looking, you're not, it's not your controller leading. It's not your fantasy addict leading. Potential is the idea of something being attached to the idea, which is complete fantasy. Versus being rooted in right here and right now, what's happening right here, right now? How am I feeling right here, right now? Not the idea of what this could be. Um, So yeah, it's all freaking energy. I mean, I've seen it with over and over and over again with clients where they shift and like even the most unexpected relationships in their lives. I've had clients who have like the most strained horrible relationships with their mothers or their mother-in-laws or their brother or their, their ex-husband. And they do this work of not letting their patterns lead anymore. And they open their hearts and anchor into who they are. And all of a sudden those people show up different and they're like, what? I thought that person was a narcissist, but now all of a sudden they're open and they're da, 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 da. It's like everything changes in your life. And of course your ability to deepen in love and to have the most fulfilling relationships is like, it comes from, it's all energetic. So you got to show up fully, you got to anchor into the worthy woman that you are. And isn't that the best news? I don't need other people to change in order for me to be okay. And the last thing I'll say is like, how do you know what is like Peter Pan project? And then what is like real potential? Because I can feel the people that want the perfect person where it's like Mm -hmm. someone shows up powerfully, like out of the gate. So this is where it comes back to like actually knowing how to discern the character of who someone is. And that's showing up consistently over time, right? Because a lot of times we may think, oh, they show up really well for like two weeks. I'm going to stop dating other people and I'm going to like put all my eggs in the basket with this person and only to find out that, oh, they don't have a job or they're um, still hanging out with their ex or they're not able to have vulnerable conversations with me. So that the truth is, of course, every human being has potential. That, that's that's true. We all have the potential to change our lives, to grow in our lives, to be in our truest, authentic selves. 
but the character that you're looking for is who's willing to grow, right? Who's demonstrating interest in having difficult conversations with you, demonstrating interest in learning about themselves and who's already been, and not even necessarily who's already been doing it, but like as you're deepening in dating and relationship, who keeps leaning in, yeah. right? So watch out for, he's got to have everything like going on and like perfect and who's actually functioning well in their life. That's like a bare minimum, babes. Like men, mm. adult men can function in their life, but watch out for thinking that like, you know what's best for someone else. Cause the other side is if you're controlling everything or you're falling for whatever you're telling yourself, you're falling for potential. Once women actually let go and lean back, oftentimes their partners do show up when they stop trying yes. to control everything. I see that with almost every single one of my couples, the yeah. man saying like, but you never let me like, yeah. you're, you know, you're always telling me what to do. Like I would do that for you if you let me, or like, I would yeah. figure myself out if you let me so that, you know, breaking free from codependency is like, let people solve their own problems, practice only offering help when people actually ask for it. And then watch how much energy, how much more energy you have to create your amazing life. Cause I, I don't want you to, there are, there is that line of like not writing people off. Like we're talking about the like true, someone is not showing up at all. And you keep giving them chance after chance after chance after chance, or they like show up once a month. Cause this is that intermittent reinforcement. If you haven't listened to, should I stay? Should I go? I go to episode. I teach all about that in that episode, but it's consistent. I mean, daily consistent effort and intention, not every once in a while. And so someone doesn't have to have it all going on. They might, might not be in a job that they love, but they're not sitting around complaining about it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that, that's the difference. They're handling their life. And this is why you have to lean into handling yours. What have I been avoiding? Maybe I've been avoiding my money story. Maybe I've been avoiding a conversation with a family member that I need to have. Like maybe I've been avoiding my health and you're just distracting yourself with dating. You know, like I promise you, if you want, if you deeply desire a partner, like the person already exists, that desire is pure in your heart and it isn't about being perfect, but you can't use somebody as a distraction. It's not okay. It's mm -hmm. not okay. And you can't create anything amazing from that energy of using somebody to feel good about yourself or using somebody to take care of your life. Now we need to have another episode about, um, marrying the person, marrying the person you want to take care of you. That's the next episode. That's the next episode. P dating potential is you marry, you choosing the person you have to take care of. And then we got you for those of you that are waiting for someone else to take care of you, which means they're your dad or your mom. Yeah. And you we got to do child. that episode. Yeah. There are, we got to do that one, the, but that's the last, that's right? the last thing. That's the yeah. last thing I want to say. Yes, 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 yes. So clean it up. Clean up your beliefs. Clean up. Clean like, up. Clean I, up. Everybody. Yeah, everybody clean yeah, up. Everywhere. Oh my gosh. I used to teach preschool. We preschool song. <laughs> we sang that. Oh my gosh. I taught preschool for a year. I loved it. Well, no, that it was exhausting, but it was cute. Um, anyways, clean up. So clean up your beliefs. Like I was just thinking, like, yeah. if you've got like it's the same as money. It's like if you believe, I, I remember back when I was in my 20s, I always used to be like, I'm so broke. I'm so broke. And I'd say it now when I hear people say that I feel like sick. I'm like, ew, what did you just say? Like, don't reinforce that. That's horrible. Versus like, now I just like, the more I believe I'm abundant, I'm abundant. And it's, it's the same with love. It's the same with yes. everything. If you believe there's a shortage of men, there's a shortage of men. If you believe there's no good men in your city or women, 
or you believe you'll never have love, like clean up your beliefs, you know, start to pay attention and know that they're not true. That's a little girl inside of you. Who's like, Oh, I'm not good enough. And there's no good man. It's a shortage. Like it's a combo of your saboteur and that little girl inside that believe those things. So write them out and, you know, just note your, you might still have the thoughts, but catch them and know that they're not real. And don't just swim in them. Like Joe Dispenza talks about how are we create our reality by what we believe. And if you just continue to reinforce the beliefs, that's going to continue to be your reality. So choose something different, clean up your energy because it is impacting your experience for sure. And it's not your job to fix someone. I even have to watch that with myself, like noticing on dates, like if I'm not connecting with the person, I'm like, part of me wants to like be their therapist. And then I'm like, no, no, not going to do that. That's a project relationship. So it's not your job to save or fix or whatever you deserve to be met. So meet yourself first. We love you. Drop. We love you. Have a great day and we'll (laughs) see you next week. (laughs) Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the new truth podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.